0: Hey, uh, just making sure I have the right number here, but uh I'm trying to reach Ramondre Stevenson and I've called a few dozen times and I decided to leave a message, but I would just really, really, really like to personally thank him for his excellent performance last night on Monday Night Football. Just really helped me win my fantasy game, and I know you didn't win. End of message. To delete this message, press seven. Just to- message deleted. He is someone to watch. I'm right here right now. And that is interesting. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear that. I'm excited. Let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back. What a game for the Bears last night. How about them Bears? No Bears. Uh, Great win over a troubled New England team. They have a very murky quarterback situation, and we will get into that a little bit later. Uh, And that game wrapped up what was otherwise a little bit of a tame week of NFL games, a lot of low-scoring affairs this week. Five games had scores that didn't even combine to 30 points. Uh, We saw Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers lose for the second week in a row, and Brady has now lost four of his last five games. What is wrong in Tampa Bay? And the Jets won again. Uh, but unfortunately, they lost two of their most important players. We'll get into all that and more. Uh, let's get into some takeaways and let's start by rewinding to Thursday night football. First off, and most importantly, my Andy Dalton play cashed in epic fashion with him throwing for 350 plus yards and four touchdowns to help offset a three interception night and a very ugly loss to the Cardinals. One of my primary peer, fears, excuse me, about Rondale Moore came to bear on Thursday night, however, and it's something I talked with people on TikTok about. Uh, if you're not already following me over there, I'm uh, at Jackson underscore Durham. But Moore's usage when Hopkins returned was always a little bit of a question mark for me, and we saw him drop off massively this week. He saw five, eight, and ten targets in the three games he played without Hopkins. He missed the first three games due to an injury. This week, he saw just two targets, however. Uh, And it's really frustrating because Moore is so talented and really productive when he does get the ball, but I just simply do not trust Kingsbury to give it to him. They scheme everything for Hopkins. He saw 14 targets in his debut this season, and it limits the potential of everyone else for fantasy purposes. Kyler and Hopkins, they're definitely trending up after this one. Uh, Good win for the Cardinals over a depleted Saints offense. Saints need to get their receivers back. Uh, Chris Olave continues to dominate over there, but there's really nobody else to catch those targets. Uh, hopefully they can get Jameis Winston back. I think once they get Jameis back, Olave's fantasy ceiling is going to go through the roof. He's already playing really well with Dalton in, but I think Winston will just play into that better. He's got that gunslinger style. He should be able to get Olave really, really going for fantasy this year. All right. We talked about the Saints offense being depleted. Speaking of depleted, the Jets find themselves in a slightly problematic situation this week after losing their rookie starting running back, Brees Hall, and their second-year starting guard, Elijah Vera Tucker. This really stinks for the Jets. We've talked about them a lot this year. They've been playing very good football, uh, especially this week against a Broncos team that was led by its standout defense. I Honestly, I did not expect the Jets to win this game, but they managed to move the ball. Uh, They scored. They held down the Broncos' offense with their own defensive with their own defensive standout performances. Uh, Brees Hall scored their only touchdown of the day with a 62-yard house call, but the Jets they went into this game with Elijah Moore, one of their top receivers, as inactive. Uh, they've since reactivated him and brought him back to practice. Uh, I believe on Monday. If you're behind on current Jets lore, however, Elijah Moore requested a trade after falling to receiver three on the depth chart behind Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson. Meanwhile, Tyler Conklin got back involved for the Jets this week as well and should be someone to watch going forward. The Jets will need to find someone to replace Brees Hall as a safety valve for, my, for Zach Wilson. I know Michael Carter owners are a little excited to see how he plays without Brees Hall, but the Jets just traded for James Robinson on Monday, and he has plenty of time to get up to speed before Sunday's game against the Patriots, so I would not get too excited about Michael Carter until we see how much they plan to use James Robinson. Carter's really talented, but so is Robinson, so I I would kind of wait and see before slamming a Michael Carter start. Here's something to get excited about, though. There are a few controversies in the QB position brewing around the league. The Indianapolis Colts have just named Sam Ellinger... The starter for the remainder of the season, quote unquote, with Matt Ryan benched with a grade two shoulder separation. But here's what's really interesting. Frank Reich explained that even if Ryan hadn't gotten injured, they still would have benched him for Ellinger, I guess, for the rest of the season. So what should we expect from Sam Ellinger as QB1 for the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, in my mind, probably a lot of running. Every time I've watched Sam Ellinger, it's been as the Texas quarterback against Oklahoma. And then a few times I've watched this film from the NFL and some preseason games and a little bit of bit part play in real NFL games. Uh, Ellinger brings a whole different play style from Ryan. His greatest strength is his ability to run the ball himself. Uh, He's shown a little bit of added polish as a passer from his days at Texas, where he was very, very rocky. Uh, But we... I we I don't think we've seen enough of him as a passer to trust him to be launching it down the field, but I would expect a lot of Jonathan Taylor and a lot of Naheem Hines running over the next few weeks for Indianapolis, especially as Sam Ellinger starts to get some confidence, starts to get his feet wet at the NFL level. I don't think you want him going out there and throwing 30, 40 times in his first few games. So that's gonna mean a lot, a lot of running opportunities for those two guys. Hopefully this will lead to Taylor getting back to his fantasy expectations from the beginning of the year. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, But we can hope. Uh, I promised you multiple quarterback controversies, however, and uh, here's number two. If you missed it last night, the Patriots didn't even announce their starting quarterback until a few hours before the kickoff going with Mac Jones. They then promptly benched him after an interception in the second quarter. Uh, That's not exactly showing confidence in your guy, Bailey Zappi, the replacement, he wasn't exactly confidence-inspiring himself throwing two picks of his own. So now Bill Belichick and the Patriots are left with a very tricky decision. Do you start the first-round quarterback who's 2-7 and seven in his last nine games, or start the fourth-round rookie who's made just two career starts? If I'm Bill, I'm rolling with Mac. You drafted him in the first for a reason, and you need to give him more of a chance than six total passes and then benched after his first pick of the night, which to add was a great catch by Jaquan Brisker. Uh, if Mac keeps being careless with the ball, then totally bench him, but I think you should be starting Mac Jones next week. As for the fantasy side of things, Madre Stevenson has been a top five running back for fantasy the last two weeks in a row and three times total this season. Uh, I am once again all over him for the remainder of this year. He's clearly the receiving back in that offense. He's getting more touches than Damian Harris. He's the safety valve guy for both of these quarterbacks. I think he has a little bit more upside when Zappy's in, to be honest with you. Uh, zappy has been just a little more prone to hitting those checkdowns to Stevenson. His target share with Zappy as the starter has been dramatically increased. Uh, Jacoby Myers extended his streak of double-digit fantasy games to five last night as well by the skin of his teeth. Very, very narrowly did this not happen. Uh, He saw just two targets all night, managed to haul in them both, but he literally had to hop his way into the end zone to score on what was a fantastic diving catch on Bailey Zappi's first drive in as the starter. Uh, Myers has been a little too TD dependent to trust lately though. Uh, He's fallen from eight targets in week five to just six combined in the last two weeks. Something I mentioned in passing a little earlier was that James Robinson recently got traded to the New York Jets. This came after his first week without any touches in the Jaguars offense in their game against the the other New York team. Travis Etienne led the way all night for the Jags, and he rushed for over 100 yards. He scored a touchdown, and then he cost us two points with a fumble. But all in all, it was a great game for Etienne, and without Robinson or any other back as a major factor in that offense, he is a must-start for fantasy. He didn't show it last week, but he absolutely has receiving upside, and he should be a fantastic fantasy player down the stretch if the Jaguars can continue to move the ball. Many worried that Christian Kirk and Etienne wouldn't be fantasy valuable this year because the Jaguars would suck again. And while, to be fair, they are 2-5, and they've lost their last four games by less than nine points, and they've managed to be a top-10 offense in the first first seven games in terms of yards per game. Doug Peterson has injected a new life into their play calling, and Trevor Lawrence suddenly remembered how to play football again. Both Etienne and Kirk have been top 20 fantasy players for their positions, and I think Etienne is about to become a top 10 running back, and then I'll just be able to say that they're both top 10 at their positions. Christian Kirk currently sits at number 10. All right, guys, I think that will about wrap us up for today. Have a great work week. I will see you guys next Tuesday. That's right, next Tuesday. There will still be an episode on Thursday morning, but I will not be the host. Uh, I will be traveling that day. So I will leave it as a surprise who's hosting, but it's someone you guys know. Uh, You've met him a few times. All right, guys, have a great Halloween next Monday. Eat lots of candy for me. Uh, I'll be listening with you guys on Thursday, watching the games this weekend. Tweet at me, follow me on TikTok, hit me up. I'm out of here, guys. See you later. He is someone to watch I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Let's go ahead and get into it.